Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, how Democrats on Capitol Hill are taking up abortion legislation. Number two, new warnings on the chips shortage as Yusika appears in trouble. And number three, Representative Benny Thompson dishes on the January 6th committee. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The number one story leading Punchbowl News AM this morning is a look at how Democrats are trying to take up legislation in the uh, wake of Roe versus Wade being overturned. Of course, a lot of this uh, policy is not going to be uh, put into law, but it is uh, an important way of, of looking at how Democrats in both the Senate and House are trying to push their message on abortion rights. Yeah, this is important because the Senate Senate and House Democrats are planning basically a, a summer filled with legislation um, to codify different rights that they believe have been um, threatened from the Dobbs decision. Democrats are considering uh, protecting rights ranging from gay marriage to access to contraception and um, uh, privacy, just a whole host of legislation over the next couple months. Um, and I mean, listen, none of these have the chance of, none of these will become law that none of them have six. I mean, let's not say none of them, but, but the, all of these face high hurdles to, um, becoming law. It's very difficult to get 60 in the Senate. And, um, uh, I, I don't, but th- there's a political imperative here that's incredibly important for Democrats, and and this comes as the Biden administration has um, uh, been criticized pretty heavily about um, about its preparation for the post row world, which a lot of Democrats have said um, uh, is has been has been lacking. So this is an important dynamic and um, uh, an incredibly important dynamic that uh, uh, we're going to be focused on over the next couple of weeks. And I think two things I just want to kind of zoom out here. One, I think to your point, the criticism of the Biden administration, but it's not just uh, you know, kind of what what they were saying, but it's also just that they were the the criticism has really been from Democrats that they were unprepared in terms of how to actually respond, and there's still some debate about you know the efforts that the, they are taking and whether they are enough. But also, I think just this hammers home to me how much. Democrats believe this is a winning message for them going into the midterm elections, that they want to not allow, you know, kind of sometimes our attention span here in the U.S. is so short because we're always moving on to the next crisis or the next issue or the next news cycle, and that they are really going to try uh, as much as they can in both the Senate and House to keep the concept of the Democrats are going to protect women's rights uh, at the front and center ahead of, you know, we're about, I think, 118 days or so from the midterm election. So that's everything from access to contraceptives to protecting your data, um, you know, online, uh, protecting, you know, kind of women that have used, um, you know, period tracking apps, IVF. There's a lot of issues that kind of touch Americans and and touch women in their daily lives that they don't want people to forget about. Yeah, it's it. This is going to be. It's just going to be a a an incredibly important issue. Um. Uh. 
that is I mean, and, and Republicans, by the way, have have different views on this, uh, different views on the import of this. They keep saying that um, this election is going to be about uh, 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 inflation and the economy. Democrats have a different view. And by the way, there is an argument to be made here uh, and that the um, that there are states in which this is going to be an incredibly important issue. That's not I mean, again, I, I think I've mentioned this a couple of days ago, but like we get too hung up on what is going to drive the election. Like we don't know what's the not not one issue is going to drive the election. Right? Like this, in some states like Nevada, New Hampshire, states that are incredibly pro pro choice, this is going to be a driving issue in the election undoubtedly. So, um and and furthermore, there's a big political concern here in the Democratic leadership about providing cover to Republicans about this idea that like they're going to give Republicans a, an, an ability to vote for a piece of legislation that that codifies abortion rights that won't become law. I think that's a, a relatively minor concern. Um, uh, but I asked Nancy Pelosi about this yesterday and, and she said, all I'm worried about is women having access to safe, reproductive freedom. I don't care about the Republicans. Have you caught on to that? So that's a pretty clear, a clear, pretty clear message from Pelosi here that she doesn't care at all about giving Republicans cover and she wants to try to push this legislation through. So, um, you know, this is this is one of the issues driving the summer, Anna. We always have going into an election one of these issues, just a, one issue or a host of issues that's going to drive the summer, that's going to drive the pre-election season. And this is what we got this year. This is one of the main issues. Um, in addition to inflation, again, in addition to January 6th, lots of issues drive uh, the election in lots of different places. This is one of them. All right, let's go to the number two story of the morning. We've got some news. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin are sending a letter to House and Senate leaders this morning urging passage of the CHIPS bill in the quote-unquote coming weeks, warning of a potential national security crisis and steep economic consequences if Congress doesn't act. Of course, Armando has been pretty much the lead negotiator for and put in an advocate for this for the White House. Um, but this is interesting in the sense that they're really starting to not just say, like, you know, this is a part of the economy, but but that this is also a national security issue. Yes, uh, this is this is uh, Raimondo's first letter um, of this nature to Capitol Hill. She did it with Lloyd Austin. Again, explicitly making that national security issue. Now, uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has um, uh, uh, yesterday opened the door to passing $52 billion in chips and and or having the House pass the Senate. You seek a bill. He, remember, he offered that threat uh, uh, a couple weeks ago. Or, yeah, two weeks ago, that if Democrats pushed reconciliation, that he was not they were going to uh, back away from the Yusika deal. Uh, he opened the door a little bit to doing something, although the House is not in the mood to take up the Senate Yusika bill. They haven't been in the mood to take up the I Senate I mean, when Yusika is the bill. House ever ready to take up a Senate yeah, bill? Yeah, right. <laughs> they, I mean, if they were going to do that, they would have done that a month ago, or a year ago, rather, when the Senate passed the Yusika bill. And um, number two, I, I, $52 billion, they're not at that point yet. I mean, $52 billion in CHIPS funding is um, not going to pass 
the House and Senate right now. That doesn't mean it won't at some point. It's just not going to happen right now. But um, you could see that the administration is moving a bit more into, I don't want to say crisis mode, but a bit more into kind of um, really firm <laughs> threat mode, <laughs> I would say is the best way to say it. And uh, uh, and I think that's notable. Just want to note on this topic, we are going to be sitting down with Deputy, Deputy Commerce Secretary Don Graves. Uh, talking about the chips shortage on July 26th at 9 a.m. at the Roost on Capitol Hill. Uh, it's going to be a, certainly a timely conversation. You can register for that conversation at our events hub at punchbowl.news. And now let's get to that number three story of the morning. Super interesting um, card in this morning's edition around Representative Benny Thompson. He is, of course, the lead Democrat on the January 6th committee, and he was dishing after yesterday's hearing about the future, um, you know, looking at, you know, kind of the communication. One thing I thought was most interesting is him really talking about how the committee has started to share information with the Justice Department about who they've interviewed in their investigation, as I'm sure many have are aware. This has been a real point of tension between DOJ and the January 6th committee over uh, access to the panel's transcripts of its roughly 1,000 interviews. Yeah, that's right. Um, the uh, That was the most interesting thing. Also, furthermore, Liz Cheney ended the hearing yesterday, as everybody has probably seen, saying that Donald Trump reached out to a witness on the committee, uh, one of the committee's witnesses, someone that has not testified, and someone that Benny Thompson said won't testify, and the committee has referred that to the Justice Department. So, um, there's just a lot. There's a lot going on right now with this committee. I mean, we could we could dedicate an entire newsletter every day to the comings and goings of the January 6th committee. Um, yesterday was just an, another uh, uh, very, very, very interesting hearing um, uh, that featured lots of new testimony from Pat Cipollone and other folks. <clears throat> excuse me, and other folks. So. Um, much more on this front, Benny Thompson, and you should read the newsletter because there's a lot there that Benny Thompson said, uh, and there will be in the coming weeks. NBC scooped yesterday. The next hearing is going to be next Thursday. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.